Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Tell It All, where we find hope for our struggles and have a safe place for our vulnerability. I'm your host, Doriana Godoy. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode. Guys, it feels so good to be back. Happy New Year. It's 2022. Oh, my goodness. I literally cannot believe the year came and went so quickly and I'm just so excited for what 2022 is gonna bring into this new year just like what's gonna bring into my life and the life of those around me and in the life of in y'all's lives and how our relationship with the Lord is gonna grow I declare that over every single one of us and I'm so stinking excited um to just get to yeah just do the things oh my goodness guys so I don't remember which episode it was on that I talked either. I think it was either Jackie or Maddie's episode where I was talking about um, a little parts of my testimony, which I've actually never shared on the podcast or really anywhere. So I am nervous, but I'm really, really excited to just share it with you guys. Um I knew, like, the reason I didn't share it was because I felt like I couldn't share the full story. Um, But since my immigration story is already out, then I can share it all and just be super honest and raw with what is to come. And I, it depends on how long it takes me to kind of, like, talk about everything. I don't want this to be, like, super, super long. So I might just make it a two-part in the sense of, like, literally telling you guys my testimony and like everything that came with it and all the things. And then in part two, talk about like what happened after I got saved. Um, like the things that I like went through the trials that I went through being completely honest with you guys, even like two years into my salvation. Um, I feel like that would be so helpful guys. My goal for this year is to post every single week. I did a terrible job last semester. Um, but I was learning what college life looked like and really just reprioritizing my stuff and the things that I love. And this is something that I love to do. So this is one of my priorities. So I will try my best to have an episode every single week. Know it. Hold me accountable if you can. Um, and yeah, and also guys, I do not have Instagram right now. I don't really know why I'm saying that, but I just want to let everyone know I don't have Instagram currently. So if you know someone that knows me and you need to get in contact with me, ask them for my number. I don't think any of you guys really need me in the moment, but if you do, there you go. Um, but yeah, let's let's get right into it. I was so anxious before I started before I started this episode just because of the fact that like I am nervous and I am like anxious because I uh, just have a lot to say I would say and like um, I guess I am nervous like I just have to I promise I would be even more vulnerable this year Um, so yeah let's let's get started (laughs) I'm I'm so nervous okay okay I don't need to be nervous because I don't need to be nervous. Yeah, whatever. Okay. So, so it all begins and I call this my pre-saved stage. Um, I did not know the Lord the way that I know him now. Honestly, I really only know, like how I know the Lord right now is 
not at all how I knew him when I first got saved, but like, it uh, doesn't matter. I definitely didn't know him when I pre-saved. So basically what happened, this is where it all started. So my best friend, Anna, um, we were sleeping over her house and her, she, her parents were Lutheran. And so she was like, okay guys, like, you know, you have to sleep over, but we have to go to church the next day because like, I like can't my dad makes me go to church and so I can't say no and I was like whatever I go to a Catholic high school we go to church once a week what's another hour of my life at church right and in that moment like I literally didn't care about God so I was like whatever um and so I went and we actually went to like the youth like there's like um, I would say like Sunday school, but it's like youth group, I would think. I don't know. But it wasn't like kids, but it was kids because we were in high school. But um, we went to that and I felt so loved. Like I genuinely like the community, like shout out to like Stephanie and like all the people that loved me so much in that time. And I mean, still do, but like specifically during that time. And this is why I always say, guys, like the way that people come to Christ is through love. Um, and so I was so loved and I was like, man, this is really nice. I want to come back. And I started coming back. Remember, this is my pre-saved. So it's not like this, like, that's not the end of my story. I felt like it felt like the end of my story, but besides what? So I, um, was like, okay, I want to come back. I want to come back. And so my best friend, Anna and I really started pursuing the Lord. I mean, like we bought this like Bible that was like God girl Bible. I bought this like God girl book and we like filled it out. And it was just like, I mean, truly to say we really were on fire for Jesus, but I didn't really know what that looked like. You know, like I didn't have like a foundation. So all I did was like, it was really like, you know, the high that you get when you like first know who God is for like a second. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like this is flipping amazing. Like I know Jesus. And you like, I started, you know, like reading the Bible, but not really reading it. Like I wasn't memorizing scripture. I wasn't truly digesting it. I was just like, oh, this is really cool. And obviously like looking at the pretty verses and like all these things. And, um, I would say like, I kind of knew God, which is why I call it like my pre-saved because I was like kind of saved, but not really. And so Anna and I started listening to Christ like Christian music, like Lauren Daigle. She was so big when I was, and she still is pretty important, but like back in the day, like when I was, you know, like 2017, 2018, oh my gosh, why does that, <laughs> I feel so old because <laughs> I feel like that's forever ago. Um, like those were the songs that were coming out. Like we literally saw her in concert. Like it was just so crazy, but I literally didn't know anything. Like I wouldn't raise my hands at church. Like it was really, I mean, honestly, guys, going from a Catholic to a Lutheran church, there's not a lot of difference just because like it's still really about the law and really like about like, which is fine if you have law and relationship because you have like scripture, right? But it was just very, like, it wasn't, like, I didn't ever feel condemned, but it just wasn't pouring into my life. It wasn't pouring into my spiritual life. The only reason that I went was because I loved the people in my youth group, and I was like, no, 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 I love it. Um, and so it was, I was on fire for the Lord for about that, like, around, I can't, I think it's, like, the August to January, March till March. And the thing is, like, I think one of the reasons, honestly, that I pursued the Lord so hard was because I, like, had gotten breaking, I got broken up with 
uh, that August and I was literally in so like I didn't know how to process it I was in despair I feel like I was so depressed I literally like didn't feel anything for a month like can you imagine like I guess you got, I mean some of you probably can but like I got broken up with and I didn't feel a thing for a whole month and then I did feel like after a month and it was crazy and so like in that moment I would say like what kind of kept me together was God Uh, but I didn't even really know him because I still had the concept that he like he like didn't actually love me and he was just like wrathful and like didn't actually want a relationship with me and like it was all about like his law and like what he says and and it wasn't that like God truly loves me and the reason that he gives us his law is because he loves us and he wants to protect us and stuff like that so yeah so then March came around and yeah this is where it gets kind of crazy um so I again like I like my pre-saved I was like kind of a Christian so like I before this like before my pre-saved I was like a partier for sure like I was partying I was like doing all the stuff like I mean I wasn't really doing like much I think I like what I'm about to go into is probably the worst I've ever done but it's like I was still partying. I've been partying since I was like, I think I was a sophomore in high school when I started partying or maybe before that, Um, like maybe like the end of my freshman year. Um, So I was like drinking and all these things. So like for me, that was like whatever, like, you know, part of like when you're of the world, like it doesn't really matter. And it's like whatever. Um, So because I didn't have a firm foundation in who God was, when March came around, it showed my foundation and it was not in God. So spring break came around and I met these guys, which I'm not even going to say their names because like it just doesn't need to be brought up. But I met these group of people um, through a friend and I fell into, I think, the most I've ever been of the world. Um, basically I was drinking from Thursday to Sunday, almost every single week. Um, I was begging, like begging the men in that group to love me, even if that meant sexually. Um, and I was like, I literally would cry myself to sleep every single night. Like I was the most depressed and the most anxious I had been my entire life. Like truly guys, like I don't really struggle with anxiety. Like I do with like big things. And like, I'm sorry to, I don't mean to say that lightly, but I just like, I struggle with other things. Don't get like, I am a whole lot of messed up, but like, thankfully that just isn't something that I really struggle with where it like debilitates me unless it's like something that's huge. But I had the worst anxiety I've ever had. Like I was so depressed. Um, I was literally drinking, like drinking would be the only thing that would make me feel anything, honestly. Um, and like that's wrapped with my immigration. I was a junior in high school then. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I was still illegal. I couldn't go to school. Um, my friends, some of my friends already knew where they wanted to go, when they were going to apply, you know, what jobs they had. Like people already knew their future and I had literally no idea. So on top of like being in the world and feeding my soul with the world and like it literally suffocating under the weight of that I was also like struggling with like literally not knowing what my future was gonna hold and so and I am an Enneagram three I went like I swing both ways like two and like two and four and y'all like control freak to the max in the sense of like I had no control over my life at all when I was a kid so when I could control something, which was my grades and like where I was going to go to school. And then I came to realize I actually had no control over that anymore because I couldn't even go to school 
I lost my mind. So I met these guys and this group of people and they were partying. They were partiers, but worse than I have ever been. Um, I mean, they did like hard drugs like Molly and like acid and stuff like that. I never did those drugs. Thank the Lord. But I did do weed. Like I smoked weed. I um, like we would go to one of the guy's houses and we would like I mean, honestly, it's Alabama, so, like, I'm not surprised when I say this, but, like, we would, like, sit around the fire, and we would literally smoke weed, we would drink our butts off, and people would make out, and, like, whatever, like, it was whatever, it was not a big deal, and in that moment, I thought that that's what I, like, deserved. Um, I was in extremely toxic relationships with one of the guys um, who, like, would say he wanted to be with me, then he would go have sex with a girl the next day, and he would, like, show me, Um, he would, like, send me pictures of her um and literally talk smack to my face but I was so just like I needed that male attention so bad and I just didn't care if that meant that I literally was treated like actual crap and um and so he was like the first guy in the situation where I was like getting like manipulated and like just like other things that I currently am not ready to go into. Um, maybe one day, hopefully when I heal it, but right now it's not the time <laughs> to add it to the story. Um, but basically like, yeah, just that I was like drinking. I was drinking literally guys, like what I said, Thursday to Sunday, I was like not going to church. I mean, my best friend Anna would text me on Friday. No, it would text me on Saturday and be like, "Hey, are you gonna go to church with me?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I would go. I'll like, I'll go this time or like this week." And then I would literally text her at like 4 a.m. plastered and be like, "Don't even think. Don't even like consider picking me up because I haven't gone to bed and I'm literally drunk off my butt." And I just don't want to go to church anyways. And I mean, obviously, like, the church was really small, so everyone knew that, like, I wasn't coming and I wasn't, like, it was, like, I mean, it was good because I had a lot of people praying for me, but it was also, like, kind of embarrassing because, like, literally no one, like, everyone knew that I was, like, partying and doing all these things and I had, like, left the church technically. Um, And all of, like, And I fell into this world, like, into this trap of, like, drinking, smoking weed, doing things with guys. Um, And I literally, like, it showed, of course, that's why I call it my pre-saved, because not that I wouldn't have done that, and I, like, did do things after I was saved that were not okay, but honestly, guys, like, I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know, like, I knew these things were bad, but it wasn't okay, and, like, it would be things where I would have, like, my friend group, because they were literally, all of them were, like, atheist like hardcore atheist like basically almost like worshiped the devil and um they like they would make fun of me and like they would like make fun of the bible and I would just look at them and be like like because all of them knew that I was a Christian before we met and so they would like make fun of it and then be like hey like Dory's here guys like don't make the comment and I'd be like shut up like in a way like I would kind of defend the like because they said something about the bible I honestly can't even remember what it was but And I would just be like, okay, whatever. And I just was like, it didn't phase me. Like, it nothing phased me at that point. Like, I was, like, throwing parties at my house, going to parties, getting drunk. Like, I mean, I was getting so drunk that I was, like, so dangerous, guys. Like, I'm just being vulnerable. Like, I would, like, get in my car and, like, want to move it. And, like, my friend would have to, like, drag me out of the car because I was so drunk and so, like, so out of control. Um, I was losing my mind to the point where I literally ended up in the hospital. Like, I destroyed the lining of my stomach. I completely ruined my body because not only was I smoking weed and drinking, 
I started picking up cigarettes. And so I picked up cigarettes, which was even worse. Like I, like, I think like, I mean, weed is really bad. I don't do it, but I think that cigarettes like literally hurt your body so much on top of like smoking weed doing like, I didn't really smoke a lot of weed because I didn't necessarily like it, but I kind of just did it to do it. But like I did do cigarettes and like, that's something that like runs in my family all of my family members, like the older people, like they all smoke. And so that was something that I like was always had told myself I would never do to the point where I was like hiding. Like my mom knew I drank, but like, I don't think she definitely didn't know the lifestyle I was like living because she was like very oblivious. But like, I know for the cigarettes, like I would hide them in my drawers and like hide them in my car. Like I wasn't even old enough to buy cigarettes in Alabama. So I would literally drive to Tennessee and buy them at ten, like in Tennessee. Cause I think I was like 18 then. Yeah. Cause was I 18? I don't even remember, but I think you could buy cigarettes. Like, I don't know how I bought them in Tennessee or like my friend bought them for me. But, like, we would drive. So imagine the addiction that, like, of course, like, I lived really close to the border of Tennessee. So, like, I only had to drive, like, 40 minutes. But a 40-minute drive for cigarettes, guys, that would, like, go so fast. Like, literally so fast. And I just, like, I just could not believe the life that I was living. Like, I think about it now and I'm just, like, holy crap. So, like, and then, okay, so I would started doing cigarettes. I ended up in the hospital. And then, so I ended things with the first guy. Well, Dory ended up with his best friend, who's literally just as toxic. And um, I actually ended up, I'm being like, I'm just like, hands up with this one. So I ended up cheating on the first guy with his best friend. um, Because I literally, like, the first guy was like, he had already, like, been like, whatever, I don't care about you. And, like, he didn't care about me. He didn't care so much about me, y'all, that, like, I texted him feeling guilty. I was like, I'm literally so sorry. Like last night, like me and blank, like made out or whatever. And he would like, he literally texted me back. Cause like, I could literally care less what you do. Um, whatever you did, like that doesn't phase me. And like, I guess they shared girls before. So it was like super whatever to him. And like, and the worst thing is like literally after I did that, like a week later, I was with him again and I was like doing stuff with him and like making out with him. So like that's how you knew. Like I literally had no concept for what like morality was or what like or how important it was to like not do those things and like be with a guy who values me, who sees me like sees me how the Lord sees me. And so um and like I'm adding all these details because I feel like it's important and I feel like there's so many girls that possibly and I could be like saying this wrong, but like I feel like I know a lot of times like I know I don't always share every part of my testimony, specifically like the parts with guys, because it is something that's super vulnerable and I just don't want people to judge me. But I feel like I want to be super open. And this is part of my testimony. And like these were parts that like these things before I got saved are things that God has has had to heal as I'm saved and has had to like help me heal and like work through because they broke me so much. But, um, but yeah, so, (laughs) so then I got with his best friend, which was literally terrible. Like I cannot believe I did that. Um, and obviously he like cheated on me and like, um, very manipulative, like extremely. Um, and I just, could not believe like like I mean guys I was so bad that like I cheated on him like cheated on the number okay guy number one I cheated on him with his best friend and then guy number two was with the per- the person who was currently my best friend then I got with him while he was with her like that is how like terrible like I was in that moment I did not 
regard anyone. Like I was so lost. I was like, so I was literally drunk. Like I tell people all the time, I was like, how did I date him? And I was like, you know how the joke is like, I must've been drunk the entire relationship. I literally was. I literally was drunk the entire relationship. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. And so, like, I was, like, with this other guy, and he was, like, literally had, like, nothing wrong with being broke, like, when we were young. But, like, I paid for everything. And, like, money that I didn't really have. And I was, like, paying for everything. I don't even know why I'm saying this. But besides the point. So I felt really used all the time. But I was, like, whatever. It's, like, it gave me, like, this thing or whatever like helped I don't even know it was like as long as I have him I don't care what I have to do um and I know there was one moment like in a party where it was a party which like God literally protects us so much guys like I just see my test like just this time this time of like honestly this either like my testimony is my entire life right but like this time in my life and like I look back and I just am like I'm like thank you Lord like, thank you for how much you protected me. Like, I went to a school party at one of my friends' house. She had, like, a huge barn, and she was having this huge party, and I went with, like, this guy number two, and I literally, like, I was getting, I was drunk, and I was, I remember I was smoking a cigarette outside of, like, her house, and this, like, one of my guy friends back in the day walked out, and he was like, are you smoking a cigarette? And I was like, yes, and he was like, you that's disgusting. Like, what are you doing? And not that he had any morality to judge because if I said the name, y'all would understand if you went to high school with me, but it doesn't matter. Um, is that how you say it? morality? Doesn't have any, like, I don't even know. Whatever. I'm not judging him. I'm just saying. Um, and so I just was like, y'all, like, this is, I like smoke cigarettes. Like, bleh, bleh, bleh. like I thought I was so cool and it literally was so lame. Um, and I remember, like, the guy who was with me was also so drunk and my mom was like, you need to come home, like whatever. And he like drove us home. Like he literally drove us home drunk off his butt. And I just like, I don't even know why I'm adding this. I'm so sorry if this, if it feels like, you're like okay, Dory, get over it. Like whatever. But like, okay, that's just like what I'm saying. Like I was very like, I would drink a lot. I would smoke a lot of weed. Well, not a lot, but like decently. I was smoking cigarettes. I was in toxic relationships. I could care less about my life. Like he was literally drunk and I was like, whatever, take us home. Like I was drunk off my butt. So like I literally had no awareness of like the value of my life. Um, and so this is where the story is like beginning to end. I bet like a lot of you are like, okay, I'm going to stop saying sorry for even just talking because you're on this podcast to hear me speak. And it's not like, I'm not saying like you should listen to me, but like if you want to, then stay. But basically, this is like my insecurities coming out and I'm not going to delete this part because I know that we all have like the struggles of like, at least, I don't know if all of us, but I particularly have the struggle of when I talk too much and I ramble on, I always just want to shut my mouth, like be like, okay, Dory, shut up. Like you don't have to say all these things. And I always, my friends do the same thing. And I always like love to tell them like, I love what you're saying. I love hearing you speak. So as kind as I am to my friends is as kind as I want to be to myself. So I currently am trying to tell myself that it's okay that I'm rambling and adding all these details because to me, it's important to add them and hopefully it's important for you to hear them. So yes, moving on. <laughs> and I also do want to do a podcast. Like I think I'm going to do it with Jackie where we're going to talk about like red flags for guys. And then we're going to do another podcast where we talk about um, all of like the manipulation that we went through with men. Um, I think it'll be super just like just us being able to say like, yeah, me too. But Okay, besides the point, back to the story. So at the end of this, 
Anna was continuing to text me and continuing to be like, I need you to, like, why aren't you coming to church? Like, like, what's going on? Like, please talk to me. Like, I shut every single person who cared about me out. Like, I literally was at my lowest, I would say, like, I've ever been in my life. And I've hit pretty rock bottoms, but that was, like, rock bottom. And I, like, I mean, guys, it was bad. Like, I remember, like, yelling at my mom and, like, just having so many disagreements and, like, Mom just looking at me being like, I never thought you were going to be this girl. Like, what is going on? Like, you don't want to be this girl. And that's something that I will say, like, on top of God, like, I also have, like, like my mom saying that to me, like, just being like, you are not this girl. Like, you have to stop. Um, I just think that it just kind of, like, shot. It kind of, like, put me back in perspective. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not this girl. Like, I'm not this girl, but it didn't help. Like, honestly, I was like, yeah, I'm not this girl. And then I went back to it, but because I didn't see any purpose with my life. So then, um, so I I had signed up um, to go to this mission trip called You Can Do. And um, it was like, it's a Lutheran, it's a huge Lutheran like ministry. And you go to Chicago, like inner city Chicago, and you just like minister and you help and you like, you either like paint schools or you pick up trash or you generally like evangelize. Um, and so we were like, I had signed up for that in January. So here's the time, obviously like you guys know the timeline. Like I was technically in my pre-saved in January and then in March I lost my way. Um, and so I, said I had honestly I had said yes and the church paid for the mission trip and I would say that like my morality in in that way was like still kind of good I was like oh like I can't just not go to this trip and so before I went to the trip I told myself I was like you are like after this trip we're done like we're not gonna have anything else to do with God we are not going to deal with God. Like, we're cutting, like, we're literally done. Like, I literally told myself, I was like, I just think it's so funny that I literally said that, but I was like, after this mission trip, we're done. No more God ever again. And I think I had even told Anna that. I was like, after this mission trip, like, do not ask me to come to church anymore because I'm not going to come. And so I went on this mission trip with, like, a lot of people that truly did, with a lot of people who truly did love me and did believe, like, in me and what God could do through me. Um, and so I went and it was such an amazing experience from the moment I walked into the moment I left. I, so I walked in the first night, we actually go like a night before to, um, we would go, not we go cause I don't go anymore, but we would go a night before and kind of like tour Chicago. And like, it was honestly so fun. Like the fact that I've been to Chicago, but, um, and there was like, I'm going to say there was this guy who like really helped me come out of like the relationship. Um, too many guys in one dang story, but, um, I would say that like, he was like the first like godly guy that I had met. And, um, I was like, wait a minute, like, this is actually pretty cool. Like that he like loves the Lord and like there are guys out here who, like, can love the Lord and, like, and treat women right and, like, not be drug addicts and, like, all these things, like, literal drug dealers. Um, I was, like, that's actually kind of cool. And so I, like, my ex was, like, so manipulative in that moment. Like, he would, like, go days without texting me or he would, like, he would, like, not answer my calls. It was just bad. But in that moment, I literally was, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm just going to figure this out. Like, um, 
I texted him like our phones they like took up our phones um like I think it, it was if you're not a leader I think it's like after you're 21 I think it was or something like that or maybe after you were 18 no 21 for sure I think oh, I don't flipping no I don't remember but like basically like they would take your phone for the whole week and so I didn't have it for the week and so like I met this guy and he kind of like he was like showing me the whole week just kind of like what it is to be like cared for and I would say like nothing ever happened from it but just like I think God really used him to kind of like make me realize that like like godly men are better (laughs) no offense to you worldly men but definitely like godly men are better um and so we were like he showed me a lot of like who God is through him and also just being loved with by people who love God and like having conversations like I just was like so honest and I was just like yeah I didn't even I don't even want to be here and stuff like that but I think just being like championed covered in prayer like I was covered in prayer for the those months that I wasn't in church and I just getting to serve and like really see because I think I think it was my first trip yeah that I like I painted, I was in painting and it, which was the hardest thing I've literally ever done. I like, we paint, we painted a gymnasium and like a gym area. And it was so hard. Like (laughs) I had to face my fears because it was so high up, but basically we went on the trip, was so loved by the people there, just like the people from my, from the church that I was a part of in that moment for, from like just the people who went. Um, this guy was really loving and kind to me. Um, my best friend Anna was so kind to me. The messages were amazing. The worship was literally everything. It was the first time that I had truly, I had ever put my hands up in worship. And um, that's something that like I was taught there. And it was so just like, it really felt like what like what God was doing was like he was opening up my heart to have a relationship with him and God was like I am so much better than you think like I can give you so much more than this world could literally ever give you and so I gave my life to Jesus that trip I wouldn't say I know what day but I'm pretty sure okay so it was 2017 when I gave my life to Jesus and um June of 2017 I think it was June yeah I think it was June or maybe it was July I don't know summer of 20 2017 and it was just like such a crazy experience because I came in it hating God like I literally couldn't like I remember like cry myself to sleep and be like God why do you like you literally hate me so I hate you and it was like stuff like that where it was like I truly believe that God hated me and so like I just am so thankful for who God is and how he's moved in my life. But specifically that time when I knew who God was, I just was like so shocked. I was like, Jesus, you are so good. Um, Which, of course, like there was like aftermaths of like getting saved, which, oh, my gosh, I've never done anything like this before. But if you want to listen to the rest of it, you're going to have to wait till next week because I want to cut it right here um, and just like say like yeah so this is like the first this is like I would say like probably the biggest thing that shaped like my testimony was like that time period between like my pre-saved and my save time um because I wasn't like really that crazy like I would say I mean I was pretty I was pretty crazy but I was a whole lot of messed up which is still am but we're healing and um and so the Lord just like redeemed it like I went on the mission trip 
all these things were amazing. I gave my life to the Lord and I said, you know what? Like, I want to do this. And I also like stood in front of the entire church, which was like 600 people. And I said that I got saved and that I didn't even want to be here. And I was the Lord. So there's so many times where I am so scared of like speaking and I just like think about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to speak in public or what am I going to do? And I feel like the Lord showed me that the other day. And he was like, do you remember this one time when you like got saved and then you like went up and like spoke in front of people? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Let's do that again. So I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't even know why I'm sharing that, but it was just really cool. And, um, but yeah, so it was just, it was just really cool. And just getting to experience the Lord and um, experience people who love me and get to give, get to give my life to Jesus in the midst of such a crazy time in my life when I still didn't know anything and I was uncertain, but I had to trust him and it was a gift. So yeah, that's like pretty much my testimony summarized. Like I would say probably the most like important part of it, which is the pre-saved and during it. Um, but yeah, I am so excited for next week's episode because I'm about to, I'm literally going to pause and then film another one just so that, because I don't feel like I'm in the groove. But um, yeah, you guys are allowed to come back next week and you're going to listen. You're going to be able to listen to me just talk about the things that went and happened after um, I got saved. So stay tuned for that. Oh my gosh, it feels so weird to say that. I normally just say everything in an episode, but I don't want to make it any longer. So um, yeah, guys, I love you guys so much, and I'm so thankful for you guys and thankful for the Lord. And I just want to say that you guys are important and cherished, and I love you guys a lot. Um, don't forget to like, um, subscribe. Don't forget to leave a review if you feel led or called to. And I always appreciate it so much. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of Tell It All.